0: Promise, talk about Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Let's talk about Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Okay, welcome. So, every year, I do something called 31 Days of Halloween. I've talked about it a little bit. Basically, what I do is, or what I used to do is, I'd watch one movie a day for 31 days and write a little review about it, and I've been doing that for six or seven years now. Well, this year, I decided to take it up another notch, and because... I've become very video-centric with my life and the way that I do things and all the podcasts I do, I decided, well, I'm going to do a little video review of every film that I watch for 31 days of Halloween. Uh, As the years increased, I stopped doing one movie a day and it really became all about watching as many movies as I could for the 31 days of October. So, Uh, And the thing is, sometimes I would skip days, you know, as long as I was averaging, as long as I made it to 31 movies within the 31 days, then the challenge was, is completed. So now I'm taking it up another notch. You don't know if I'm going to be able to do it or not, but I'm sure going to try. So for watch number one, horror movie number one, 31 Days of Halloween, I watched Promising Young Women. And here is my review. It's on Letterboxd. You can go follow me there. That's where I review, write reviews of movies uh, that I watch sometimes. I catalog all the films that I watch throughout the year. And so it begins. This one had a ton of buzz when it came out last year. I saw a lot of friends recommending it. Cassandra, the main character, is really layered and nuanced as she struggles to find proper catharsis for unseen trauma. The film does a wonderful job of revealing the narrative backstory through all sorts of character moments that dig little hooks into you, leaving you more and more invested in the outcome. And that's what any good film should do, right? It should dig little hooks in you that leave you wanting to get to the end. And this film does a great job of that. Until we get to a twist and a turn that left me really, really frustrated for certain characters, mainly Cassandra. All of the momentum comes to a screeching halt with this particular one-two punch. And with these choices, I felt like no one knew how to land the airplane from there, you know, like land the airplane. Like, how do we finish this film. Okay, at this point, you want to turn the video off if you have not seen Promising Young Women because I'm about to spoil the crap out of it. I'm going to tell you what that one-two punch was that really, really let me down. Basically, Cassandra, the main character who's slowly falling in love with the one good guy in the world that seems to be in her periphery uh, as she encounters all these, like, terrible, terrible men, um, turns out to have been there when her friend was being uh, essayed, as they say on YouTube. She was R-A-P-E-D'd. And he's indifferent to it. And it sort of throws her for a loop. And then she goes to get revenge on the guy that does the thing to her best friend. And it's really, really upsetting to see that she ends up dying. They end up killing her in the thing, and it just, it, it just ruined it for me. I, I just, I, I, I mean, look, I'm really happy. It's really great when a movie does something unexpected. That's great, but if it does something that's unexpected and it doesn't serve the story, or doesn't in like you're invested in her catharsis. You need to see how she's going to work through this stuff, and for her whole life to end. At the hands of the dude that is responsible for her best friend's death, ultimately, uh, it just fell so flat for me. From there, I was not—I was not happy. I was—I was very turned off. Um, what I would have liked to have seen, and—and and this is just me as a movie viewer. I know what it is to make a movie. It's very hard. Listen, the director had their vision and did what they did. But if—if if I had my druthers, if I ran the zoo, I would have loved to see where they would have gone with it. Had she discovered that her boyfriend was there at the time of the incident, for those of you who've seen this, know what I'm talking about, at the at the party where her friend was essayed, and um, that she sort of struggles. I thought that's where it was going to go. I thought we were going to see this struggle where she doesn't really know what to do at this point. She doesn't know whether to... Um, you know, uh, sort of exact revenge on him? Does she turn all of her attention onto him? And what, like, you know, at what, what level of evil is this guy? Because, you know, they say that the, and I think there's a lot of truth in that, that, you know, uh, evil, evil is not necessarily the thing that's acting. It's the, it's the force that does nothing. It's the force that remains silent. And that's ultimately what her boyfriend is guilty of. He's guilty of of watching and being silent and complicit through his silence. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to see what sort of draconian response would have come as a result. And we didn't get that at all. We didn't. And, uh, you know, like the movie tries to sort of like, you know, I said land the airplane. It does sort of, you know, land down a little bit because you're kind of like, where's the movie going to go now? The main character has died. Um, the, 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 these, these assholes have gotten away with what they've done. Where's it going to go? And they find a way, but it's, they find a way to sort of, you know, uh, you know, and end things in, in, and give us some satisfaction, but not really the satisfaction doesn't need or didn't need to be in getting revenge. The catharsis, seeing her catharsis was most important to me. And I feel like she never reached it. And she died before she reached it. So to me, that's the single most tragic thing, that she couldn't reconcile her trauma. And truthfully, that's what got her killed. You know, the last thing I'll say is this. You know, it deals with this theme of truth, of uncompromising truth. Everybody is blind to the truth in this movie. They don't want to look at it. The Dean doesn't want to look at it. Uh, Just like everybody, you know, everybody who was sort of like surrounding... Uh, what happened? The, the best friend, the friend, the uh, the girlfriend. She doesn't want to look at what the truth is. Nobody does, but the truth the truth is there. It exists. It exists on a nasty videotape that's on a phone. Cassandra's left with a choice that ends up killing her. She can either uh, go off with her her new boyfriend and be happy, or, or try to be happy. Try to like live her life instead of like spending her time. Trying to exact revenge for her 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 friend who she loved so much who who died very tragically and I think we can it's never said how she died I think it can be assumed that she must have you know uh, ended herself in that kind of way she's uncompromising she's like Rorschach in in The Watchmen you know Rorschach tells Doctor Manhattan you got to kill me you got to kill me because I am N- going to tell the truth i can 't keep this a secret i can 't keep what Osmond Deus, whatever his name is, has done, and she needs to and it 's the same for her. She has to look at what is on that she has to see she has to see the truth, and when she sees the truth it's you know what it is it 's like it ultimately is like sort of this metaphor of like the truth can kill us, you know the truth will kills or that you know sometimes it's better to leave. Maybe it's sometimes it's better to leave trauma buried. It doesn't mean that, I'm not saying that's a good thing and I'm not saying that doesn't have its own side effects, but like, you know, in an imperfect world, sometimes like ripping open scar tissue, like it, 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 it can do more damage than it does good. Because there's a thing, when you rip open that scar tissue, you have to have a plan to put it back together or to heal. If there's no plan to heal, then you're just going to bleed out, right? A little bit. Does that make any sense? And I feel like that kind of happens in this film. And that's just you know that that's just my two cents. Um, I like I said I was really really invested in the story all the way up until you know like what like 20 minutes before the movie ends or 25 minutes. I, I just thought the the characterization was really great and they they just sort of revealed all these. Interesting narrative bits about what had happened in the past. They show us; they don't tell us, which is such a—it's uh, so indicative of just intelligent storytelling. And so it is there in this film. It just—it it, just—it just turns places where I—I I, I just got off. I just was not on board with it. So, uh, but I definitely recommend watching it once. I don't know what kind of rewatch value this has. I mean, it's sort of—it's really upsetting material. I don't know if that's the type of thing that someone wants to rewatch over and over again anyway, but even if you did, to know where it goes, to know that she ultimately dies, you know, and the other theme too, I guess there's another theme here. And that theme is that the truth, that, uh, that the truth will never, uh, no, um, the truth will seep up in the end you know the truth will not stay buried and that ultimately happens when you know everybody gets the text messages and the the cops get alerted because she had this contingency plan and it feels a little pat but you know if we didn't have that we would riot as 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 moviegoers we would riot you can't leave us with her dying going well that's reality that's life that's what happens you know that's that's what would have happened that's what happens in these situations you know um so yeah But I definitely recommend watching it, Uh, especially if you are a screenwriter, you should watch this movie um, because it it does a great job of showing instead of telling.